Welcome to SelfDiscoveryWisdom.com, formerly known as SelfDiscovery Media. On these podcasts, you're going to hear people who speak from the heart. They've taken the journey in life. Many things have happened to them, but they've changed it to happening for them. And in their strength, their courage, they've discovered their abilities and their wisdom, and they are now sharing it here with you. Do enjoy each show. We bring it to you with love and knowing that it's going to help you on your journey of life. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Sarah's View of Life, right here on selfdiscoverywisdom.com. I was recently listening to a podcast by Trevor Noah with Jay Shetty, um, Shetty, and they talked about something that really resonated with me. They really spoke to me about being grateful for our resilience rather than the experience itself. You know, we say that, and I'm always saying it, that we grow stronger from our experiences. Um, you know, um, suffering is a choice. Struggle is something we all go through. We can be grateful for the resilience we've learned and who we've become because of the struggle, but it doesn't mean we necessarily have to enjoy the experience. So we're, we're grateful for how we got through it, not necessarily the going through it. And I resonated with that. I watched Trevor Noah on The Daily Show. There's a reason I watched The Daily Show. His humor was wonderful. I loved it. But I loved those moments where he went profound and his perspectives and the way he could see, see things from both sides. I found so aligning and it spoke to the very much depths of society and our consciousness. And it really spoke to me in a very big way. He speaks about being an idiot. He's highly educated, but he spoke about being an idiot and that he kind of likes to consider himself not an idiot idiot but kind of a blank slate in, in the sense of the words of asking questions and being willing to learn and willing to to grow by what he sees and understands and how he understands it from that consciousness and uh, I really do enjoy very much of that and that's so relate to that in so many ways I'm not educated, but I speak a lot to knowingness and knowing what we need to know when we need to know it and um, trusting that, but also being intrigued and having willingness to understand a different point of view and that learning from each other, learning from the experiences of life, uh, uh, you know, um, what does it mean to us and how we feel at the core of us? Does it, is it something that's going to help us? grow in what we are here to do? Is it something that's going to give us better understanding? Is it something that allows us to see things in a different way that we never would have seen before? And I think it's crucial that we step into that. They speak of losing themselves, the not fitting in, and, you know, changing for approval. The conditioning of our societal institutions like religion and society's dictations and how easy it is to lose yourself in those expectations. Trevor talks about being familiar, like family, and at various places that he went to India and it felt familiar to him because a lot of what was going on in there in the society and the poverty was familiar to him in the way that he grew up. But it's also the familiar of friends that are around you. They are familiar because they know you, you're at home with them, you do not have to wear this face, um, you can be at ease with them. So it is familiar and comfortable. It's the 
not the premises of a building that you feel familiar with, the home or the reason why we like to go home is because it makes us feel familiar, comfortable. But, you know, the familiarity of people around you or places around you and, and situations that are around you that make you feel at home. Now, Trevor is a number eight, which is an achiever and measures life by the goals it re reaches. He has a good business sense, a powerful presence and a strong drive for success. The eight also symbols balance. You can see it in the symmetrical shape. For every blessing it receives, it puts one back out into the universe. Things, when they're well balanced, can feel stable, controlled and supported, which is the most productive environment for an eight to work in. I'm also an eight life path. I completely relate. Jay's purpose is to help others find their purpose. His numerology is 22, a divine enlightener. He's one of the master numbers, which is, explains why he chose to be a monk and left the monkhood to then be the teaching of helping people find their, their purpose in life and helping others who they really become who they really are. These profound energies represent in three phases of creation, envisioning, building, and sharing. 22 is the architect to the world. Master numbers take a long time for a person to master. So this potential often is reached until later in life. But Jay's 35. He's come to it very quickly in life. And I think it's because from the beginning, he was always, he was governed by his number rather than necessarily society. The more of these numbers a person has, the more burdened they may feel. Patience and perseverance is required, but the reward will also be so worth it. Trevor speaks to feeling comfortable in chaos. Again, I relate. As hard as I try to having order, chaos is where I end up. He says that if things are in chaos, and I've been told this, that I make order out of the chaos. And he says, if things are in chaos, for him, it's he understands the chaos of life. He was born half black, half white. He was born a crime. Highly recommend you read his book, Born a Crime. Wonderful book and a wonderful uh, lesson in the culture that he was born up, brought up in, in South Africa. And for the first six years of his life, his father being white and his mother being black, he was a crime. And it really kind of changed the way he thought. Um, his mother was quite outspoken, very often be under the police radar. Uh, just, but the society of where they lived and what was going on there always put him on guard in that chaos. So he trusts chaos. He understands chaos. And if things are too calm, it's something that he's waiting for the chaos to happen. In my way, it's gain, I think, I make order out of the chaos. And so it's something that I understand. It may be chaotic. How do we find the, the order that can be productive? Trevor is friendly, consistent, mercurial, which means volatile, conspicuous, temperamental, excitable, fickle, and changeable. Again, something I relate to. I've been accused of being all of these things. We're perceived as stubborn, but we're mindful. Never assume, <clears throat> and we like to see the opportunities for others. The wind or the mind is not everything. When you understand the intellect of the soul, the spirit, the heart connection, it brings everything into focus. Honor the question with a thoughtful answer. I loved that when he said that. It isn't just about the question. Somebody's given you a question. 
stop and think about it and give a thoughtful answer and don't be flippant with it. They speak to the parts of us. Are we disconnected or are we connected? Friendship is the only thing that is a choice. Everything else is circumstance. They speak of loneliness, even though they're always around people, but feel alone. This speaks to me in such a big way. Loneliness, even a crowd, a crowd has always been a part of me. Only when I'm personally engaged with one or two or three people do I feel connected. But with the wrong crowd, uh, utter loneliness. As I grow in my podcasting, I find myself wanting to retreat from the crowd. I want to be less and less out there with a group or crowd of people, much like Trevor. Even as depression can seep in if we're not careful. And he says he understands people who commit suicide, comedians, people that are always looked upon, <clears throat> excuse me, as having the answers, as being the joie de ville, uh, the lover of life. And yet they're the people that suddenly commit suicide and you wonder why or they appear to be so happy they appear to have everything and really they don't and um, not that I would commit suicide because I would never do that to my children but I fully understand it but I also think that 95% of the people that commit suicide maybe even more if you interviewed them afterwards they would go I didn't want to commit suicide I just wanted to stop the anguish of the pain in the moment. And I understand that anguish and pain, and I'm very blessed that the universe always pulled me back. But I do understand the depression that they go into because of all the perceptions of who you are, are you truly seen for who you really are? Feeling safe in life and in choosing the people around you that know your vibe, that truly get you is really important. There are so many who see you for how you make them feel, but not necessarily know you and know your many layers. We have all roles we adopt. Some are instinctual to us, some conditional. I took the role of being a people pleaser. The need to serve, to receive approval. The discovery itself is to know the role you really are intrinsically, intuitively, and not become trapped in that other expectational role. Trevor is one of the most successful comedians in Africa and the host of the Emmy Peabody winning show Daily Show. He has written and produced and starred in more than 11 comedy specials. I've watched many of them and, and yeah I know he's young he's 39 same age as my son and sometimes his humor a bit edgy for me but also the way he sees people or mimics people. It's just hilarious. I love his comedy, but I especially love it when he goes profound. So if we can see and feel what the least of his feeling, because he was asked by Jay, if you had a wish, what would it be for people? And he would say that for one day, everybody has everybody's lowest denominator in the bank. So if somebody's only got a dollar in the bank, that whether you're a trillionaire or not, you've only got a dollar in the bank and you get to know how that feels. It's a level playing field. It's putting everybody out there to kind of understand the struggles of everyone else, to be appreciative of what you've got, to be grateful, and to actually know, I got here by the grace of maybe my skills, my wit, other people, maybe luck, 
and to make sure that we turn around and see those possibilities for other people, because I think that's very, very important. Give back. I had a company called that once, give back. Whatever I receive and however it enhances me and where it takes me, it is now my obligation and my cosmic duty to make sure in some way I give back. Even if it is just the teachings of what I've learned so that it may help somebody else on their path. I found both of them very, very profound. And as I said, they brought so much where the reflection, where I heard them. No, I'm not as successful as them, most certainly not. But I do understand where Trevor is coming from. I also understand that he is on the brink of darkness sometimes. I hope to God it never consumes him. I also think that being that, that eight, you see, he uses his eight in a different way to Jay does. He always looks at the other side. You know, this is the picture of doomsday. But however, if you look at it this way, this is the hope. And I hope that he always manages to keep that balance. When speaking about him in the past, I've always talked about his equilibrium, his balance, his ability to see things in balance. And he's a very profound young man whom I would love to have a conversation with. I would love to interview. And I hope too one day, you never know, it's out there in the universe because I would really enjoy that conversation with him. Jay also is another one that I found um, very profound. And he did uh, an interview, which I did a show on last week, which I mispronounced the name, Gabor Marte. Uh, another very profound one and uh, another very big spiritual leader. And it's wonderful when you get those people together. I've had monks on here before, people that have left the monkhood to take those teachings into the real world, Michel Pascal and a few others. And it's really interesting because it isn't about just being the monk and being present and talking to the universe. It's now taking that and bringing it to the people that need to have a connection with the universe, that need to be that center that finding that space within themselves to channel what they need to know when they need to know it and that clarity that we all look for. But as I point out, folks, be intrigued, be investigative, be wondrous, constantly ask why, what more do we need to know? Do not become complacent. Do not become this is it. There isn't anything more. There's always more. I've reached certain stages in my life going, I don't know. I don't know how to move forward. I don't know who I am now. I don't know what I'm meant to do. Is this it? And they've been some of the darkest times in my life because I'm a person that needs to be of purpose. And if I'm not of purpose, then I feel useless, totally useless. What am I here for? You know, let's, let's, Hope a bus swerves and hits me. And believe me, I felt that many a time. But when I started finding my purpose, especially 11 years ago, doing these podcasts and bringing new people of such illumination with such skills and such abilities that are here now to help you on your journey of life, with such inspiration with their music, with their books, with their view of life, this has given me the purpose and the purpose for me that I've been preparing for for many lifetimes. 
I am glad I'm not perceived as normal. Because when I look at what people's idea of normal is, I find it very limiting. I find it very status quo. I find it very clicky. I find it very ignorant many times. And I find that it does not allow for growth. So I'm glad I'm an oddball. I'm glad that I'm a dimensional girl. I'm glad that not everyone gets me because I'm not meant to be got by everyone. I'm going to be got from the people that are on that journey, that are on that frequency and that are wanting to grow. And just like this dog yapping in the backyard here that you may hear through the microphone, he goes out every day when he goes to do his business and he has to bark at the world. I'm here. Be afraid of me. This is my job to protect. We've all got a voice, whatever it is. Please, I beg of you, do not become complacent with life. Complacency kills. A lack of willing to grow or an inquire kills you. A ignorance or arrogance that you know it all and what you know is superior to everyone else is detrimental, not only to you, to all those around you. We do not know it all. I know what I know. And I speak to what I know. But all I know is the door opener to the knowledge. I'm helping you open up that door to the knowledge that is there waiting to come in and inspire you and invite you and show you your way. I'm not meant to know it all. Nobody is. Some people know more than others because that's their job to do so. But there is no one person that knows everything. And even the people in the same world, the spiritual enlightenment world, Look at, a, look at them as an orchestra. Each one of them is an instrument that they have mastered very, very well. But when they come together under one umbrella, it is about the harmonizing. It is about taking all that they know as their truth and putting it together with everybody else's truth and mastering a symphony that transcends and invites us all to dance. That's what they're here to do. So please feel your knowledge. Don't think it. Think it is always yes, but, or doubt, or how can I trust this? Because it is the thought process. When you feel it and it comes through the channeling process and the heart resonates with it and the spirit gets excited about it, the mind then extracts the knowledge it needs to know when it needs to know it. And then it's, ah, okay. Now I get it. This is what I need to do. Or this is the way I need to go. Or this is what I need to understand. Because you felt the thoughts and you've not been dictated by the thoughts which are purely humanized and not cosmicized. Let the cosmic universe come through you to engage the human mind. And then together they can be very, very productive in whatever productivity they're meant to go in. So, I've got more of those podcasts to listen to when I have time. <clears throat> An update on my little Louie, my grandson, for those that have been watching. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, at three weeks, his brace is off, and the little one is free from that. And 
at the present moment, he has a good bill of health and he is growing. And so that's a great deal of worry off our shoulders. I spoke to the universe. Uh, many, many people, bless you, bless you all for those that did, sent out prayers and good vibrations for his healing, as you did with my sister, which I really am grateful for. I very much believe in it. It's not about the people, whether they're saying a prayer to God or whether they're just sending good vibrations or just thinking about you. It's all those frequencies of care, all those frequencies of sending those good vibrations, that love, that prayer for healing. It adds up and becomes that orchestra. And in that crescendo of vibration becomes the healing. And I believe that we are all capable of doing that. And I think that um, I'm very blessed to have people that have got my back when I ask for help for my family. I thank you very, very much. And even though I'm going to be still going back and forth to help my daughter with the babies, I'm not going to be gone each time so long. So I am back doing my shows, although this week you only have one. Next week, you will have more. So go with the flow in life right? Um, it used to be I couldn't go anywhere unless I had shows for people to listen to. And now if I need to take a week here and there for other things, the balance of life for other people that need me, then that is what I would do. And it doesn't matter what anybody else's judgment is on that. It's only my conscience I need to deal with. So I do invite you to listen to Trevor Noah's and Jay's uh, speech. I do have it on the show page here. And of course, if you go to selfdiscoverywisdom.com and you put in Trevor and Jay's reflection on me uh, show, you will see uh, the show that I've done on them and the link that goes back to their podcast. Um, it really was intriguing. And there's so many more of them there. Please be willing to listen, whether it's my podcast or other people's. Please be willing to listen and and learn there could be one thing in the whole of that that really speaks to you and you go yes wow didn't think about that oh i like that oh yeah you resonate with that and that's all it takes so allow please allow be investigative be you know inquiring and yes we can listen out podcasts ted talks talking to other people but don't forget that wonderful talk within where you go into the presence of being or you're out in nature connecting to the nature's vibration, but going in, listening to your inner voice, your universal inner voice and having that conversation with self, you'll be quite astounded by how much clarity you will learn from that. If you trust the silence, you trust the darkness for you are the light and the dark, and you trust the vibration from the universe and the enlightenment that it will bring. So until next week, folks, I wish you all well. Bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show. There are so many more for you here on selfdiscoverywisdom.com. Just go to the podcast tag at the top there and you will see all the many genres and all 3,000 shows ready for your listening. We are here to serve you, to help you on your journey of life. And we know that through inspiration, it begets invitation. We are supported by you, the listeners, and those that we interview. Anything that you can spare us in donation would be greatly accepted and we do hope that you enjoy the next show.